Hello! Welcome back to another episode of Minor Revelations with Drew Drogi. It's the second episode. I, I, I love that I'm saying welcome back to another one. Um, if you listen to the first one, thank you. Um, here we are. Um, I don't know. You, I, I just I don't feel really funny. I'm just going to go through this. I don't really know exactly where I'm going with all this whole thing. I mean, um, I usually don't wake up feeling funny. That's, I mean, like, I'm hilarious. Like, oh, my God, I feel so hilarious today. That's usually like... You're still drunk. Go back to bed. But um, no, it's just all the shit that's going on in the world. And I feel like everybody has has just like hashed through so many things that I don't really know how how much I have to say that's different or specific or whatever um, to what's going on in the world with this horrible thing that happened in Orlando. And I know this is we're pre-recording this. So this will be a few weeks um, before you hear this. But obviously, this will still be very much in the conversation of what's going on. But um, yeah, I just feel really heavy right now. I, I think I, I growing up, I lived in fear of being drafted. <laughs> I would I heard of my, my dad would tell stories about like that when he was drafted and he got put in the reserves for Vietnam and how relieved he was that he ha- didn't have to go and fight. And it was the scariest thing in the world to me. Like I had a pretty wonderful childhood like I always wanted to be kidnapped I wanted to be I wanted danger in my life but there was still something about the draft and having to go and fight um, and and put a gun in my hand um, that was the scariest thing in the world to me and I used to I have really flat feet so I used to be like well I'll get out of it because I have really flat feet it never occurred to me as a child like oh just pretend to be gay or just be yourself and be gay and that'll get you out of it. I That was not in my consciousness at all. It was just about like, thank God I have flat feet so that I don't have to go kill people or have to go run from bullets or any of that. And I remember getting to that age that I had the thought of, I don't remember what age that was, but I remember having the thought of, oh good, I'm finally too old to be drafted. Even though the draft hasn't been in in my lifetime hasn't been em- employed. Um, I still had that weird, totally irrational fear, and I'm like, I'm too old to be drafted now. Um, but I feel like this week, more than ever in my life, I feel like I'm at war. I feel like I'm in the middle. I've been thrown in the middle of a war, and it is. It's really hard. It's really horrible, um, and. And and yet I haven't experienced n- any of the horrors of people that have, who actually have gone through this stuff. So I feel like a dick even saying that, like owning that and claiming tragedy is mine. Like, well, I had a rough day, too. How do you think I feel? Um, like my friend Jackie Beat always says, you know, hilariously. But it's like, yeah, I still feel that way. I feel like we're super angry and every day is going to be just this is is going to be this battle to um stop this craziness that's going on um and then i think about in my own small little world um what has saved me for years um and all of my life i think about the theater and um i say that really <laughs> as pretentiously and grossly as i can but but seriously theater has saved me and has taught me who I am, and it's taught me compassion and 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 having to play someone else and learn these stories and like share them with other people and be a part of that. And I I think about all the moments in my life that have been shaped by theater. I remember high school 
being 16 years old and being so excited. I don't remember a time when I've been more excited than when I found out that I was playing Peter in the Diary of Anne Frank. And I got that uh, the cast list in the mail, the, the Lincoln Theater Guild in Lincolnton, North Carolina. Give them a shout out because thank you. You saved my life. Um, they they sent cast lists in the mail to us like it was like, you know, you had to wait. And whether you got the part or not, you got a letter in the mail. So sometimes you'd open the letter and not see your name on the list. And it was like, oh, cr- oh nuts. But um, I remember opening that letter. I was I was I had just got my driving driver's license and I opened the mail and we I drove by our mailbox and I I just parked the car right there and opened it. And I don't remember in my life ever being more excited than finding out that. I was going to be in the diary of Anne Frank. And it was, I mean, we were doing this production. We were just, I mean, we were changing the W's to V's, but still talking super country. So we were just like, Anna, can you get me a glass of water? And uh, because, you know, Germans, they replace their W's with V's. And so therefore, that's our accent. Um, and, but I remember the that feeling of like, not just reading about, this person and what they went through, but actually having to play them and and go through that for just for two hours. And we did shows for schools as well. And so we would do these in front of in front of um, my peers. And like I remember during the day having to like get out of school so that I could do a play. And it was the dream. It was the dream. I'm like, I can't go to school today. I'm giving a performance and I'm teaching the world. Um, but it was really so special to me. And I remember if, if you know, that that play, Peter in the play is Anne Frank's friend. And they have kind of a romantic thing going on. And and Peter has a cat uh, named Mushi in the in the thing. And so we had the brilliant idea. You know, they never even show the cat. The cat's like in a basket. But we had this brilliant idea of using a real cat on stage because we were we were real. You know, we were we were replacing our W's with V's and we had real cats. The truth. And um, so anyway, we had this cat that was crazy because it's a cat and terrified on stage. And I remember I, I got familiar with the cat and we were fine with each other. But one day I, I did the show in front of, uh, you know, all of my friends for a school performance, a matinee. And I had the brilliant idea of bringing the cat out with me for curtain call. So I was like, oh, the cat was the, the cat and I did this together. And I brought that cat out, and my friends were all in the audience, and they screamed when I came out for the curtain call. And that cat freaked out, went ape shit on my body, dug, and I remember the feeling of those claws pushing into my back and then just clawing up, just chunks of flesh. Gore was flying all around me. I mean, this cat was terrified. I was ripped apart um, and thrilled. I was like, it was worth it. I did the theater. Um, and that was always my just I had this insane commitment to that because it felt so pure to me and it was something that I had. And then a few years later, my senior year in high school, I was with a bunch of friends. We, we all got um, kicked out of every club because we were caught smoking pot at this state, um, sort of like a National Honor Society type situation. We were caught smoking pot. We were our pa- names were in the paper. We were stripped of all of our honors kicked out of clubs. I lost thousands of dollars in scholarship money. It was like the scandal. And the only thing that didn't kick me out and and leave me in that moment was the Lincoln Theater Guild because I was directing a production of Smoke on the Mountain and I was their first high schooler to direct to the theater and they never acknowledged it. It was like, you're here, you belong here. And 
I think about how how big that was for me in that moment. I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, I have rehearsal. I have a thing, you know, and it sounds so we actors we love to be you know make fun of ourselves for being such you know being so self-important and so gross but it's all i had um aside from the love and support of my family and friends but really like tangible outside of that circle i had this theater um the first my first hookup with with, with a guy was at the noises off cast party thank you theater um i think about these amazing things the thing about me is like i always like i i give myself New York trips, like whenever I can, it's not. It's a very, it's a decadent thing that I try to do once a year. I, I don't always get to do it, but I take a week and I just go to the go watch plays, and I just did it. And you know, I think about like getting to watch The Color Purple or getting to watch you know Long Day's Journey into Night and seeing you know Jessica Lange and Michael Shannon and all these people. Like just, just that is so special to me. And I think about these performances that stay with me forever because I'm I'm not that gay guy that's going to be like, work, Rihanna, yes, Gaga, live, Beyonce. I'm never that person. I mean, hey, it takes a village. I love you. You're beautiful. If that's you, that's your truth. Fight on. Live free. You're wonderful. You're beautiful. But I'm much more the person who's going to be at the party being like, did you see Laurie Metcalf and All My Sons at the Geffen? Because she's amazing. What she did with that iced tea, the story she told as a mother, like, that's me. I'm, I'm way more of a nerd. And I think about, you know, I will be the one talking about Amy Morton or Mark Rylance or, you know, a Joe Orton play that I saw because, you know, Dr. Harold Tedford, my theater professor, took us on a theater trip and made me watch Joe Orton. And, um... When I was like, oh, I had no idea who this was or Cindy Gendrick, another professor, Dr. Cindy Gendrick, who was like, you need to know who Charles Bush is. And these people that have changed my life forever. When my dad died, the first thing I wanted to do was to go see my friends make me laugh at the Groundlings. I went to the Groundlings not to for sympathy, but I was like, I need to laugh and I need to see what this, you know, what's important to me is, is this community. I need to be in a room full of people sharing something together laughing, crying, just feeling something. Um, and, you know, and so with all of this happening, um, Sunday morning, after the the horrible massacre in Orlando happened Saturday night, Sunday morning, I had to get up and get in full drag to play Miranda Priestly in The Devil Wears Prada and playing the most icy, cold, horrible bitch on earth. And... I, you know, the show was at noon, so I have to get to the theater at 1030 and start getting through this. I didn't know how I could get through it. I was like, this is horrible. This is pointless. Why am I doing this? I, you know, it was also the day of pride. All of my friends were at the parade. They were celebrating. They were crying together. And I'm like, I have to be in a wig uh, <laughs> entertaining people. And, you know, essentially in the, the moment of feeling incredibly sorry for myself and completely making all of this about me, feeling alone and feeling like I'm and, and, and pointless. Like, what am I doing with my life? I'm 39 years old and I'm, you know, doing <laughs> this with my life. And there was a line in the play where Miranda Priestly is the moment where her husband uh, leaves her and she's all alone. And in the movie, Meryl Streep has no makeup on. And you're like, oh, Miranda has feelings, too. And. 
in our show, it's very complicated because you're watching a drag queen and you can't take your makeup off. So I just put a shawl on and it's like, let's hope that we feel for this person in this moment. And a couple shows are very awkward and sometimes it works and sometimes I'm able to nail it and sometimes I'm really not. And I go out with this sort of unknown every time in that moment of like, is this moment going to land? Um, and this on Sunday, I have to say that the moment was didn't really land because I didn't have the right. I didn't give a great performance in this moment, but there's a there's a line where Lana McKissick, who was playing Andy, the Anne Hathaway part, uh, I, I've just said all these horrible things. You know, my husband's left me, and you know, and and there's another divorce and all this stuff. And she said, "Oh, I'm so sorry, Miranda. Do you want me to cancel your evening?" And my line is, "What I have to say is, don't be ridiculous. Why would we do something like that?" And it came out of my mouth, and I was like, that's what all of this is. Why would we be ridiculous? Why would we stop? Why would we, um, why would we cancel? Why would we live in fear? Why would we hide? Um, it's important what we all do, uh, on, and whatever we do, but that we get out there, that we put on wigs, whatever that means to you, um, and that we um, just, just solve this with love, with support, with being in a room together, laughing, crying, whatever. Because um, when I said that line, I just fell apart and crying, which is not the right thing that Miranda Priestley should be doing in that moment. I should not have cried, but it just it hit me on such a bigger level that don't be ridiculous. Why would we stop? Why would we do anything like that? Um, it's it's on us. It's on us to keep going and to keep living. And if we're at war, let's let's fight. And let's not fight with guns, but let's fight with, with words. Let's fight with honesty. Let's fight with truth. Let's fight with love. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. You can, I, 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 oh, always, I know I always do that when I'm a guest on someone's show. I wait to be introduced before I start talking. But, uh, but you can, I'm, I'm here with good friends Jackie Beat and Edie Patterson. Hi. Hello. Hi. I paused when you said hi, guys, because I thought you were saying hi to the audience. Oh, I am. Oh, see, Me I am. Too. I'm saying hi to all, to all guys and, and, <laughs> and gals. No, no, no gender uh, preference here. Um, no, I always just wait until they say my name on a show because I if sometimes it's like if everybody starts talking, you're like, who am I listening to? Yeah. So it's a it's a courtesy. So That's thank you for being courteous. It is. It's you know. it's training. It's craft. Yes and yes and just wait for your moment. <laughs> <laughs> Hang in the background. Um, uh, thanks so much for coming down on a Friday afternoon in Burbank. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous Burbank. Mm -hmm. There's no place I'd rather be. <laughs> <laughs> Do I sound enough like a man so you, people can distinguish between me and your other guests? Oh, exactly, exactly. We, yeah, you, <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. Um, um, how was your day? Let's just, just go with that. How what's going on? Well, you know, you, uh, I, when you saw me in the waiting room, yep. you're like, "How are you?" And I was like, "Fine." And then I immediately had to admit that I'm not fine. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you know, yeah. that's it. You got to pretend like everything's I was, fine. I know. Yeah. I was saying yeah, on the morning. episode last week, I feel like I'm in at war. Like all of a sudden I've been thrown into Ugh. war. And it's just been, yeah, it's been rough. Yeah. It's been crazy. Yeah. Um it just messes with everything. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like, it you know. Yeah, it just what's the point of anything? I know. Right. But I then know. We gotta keep. It hits me that the point of anything is just uh, if I could keep going. It's a little early for this, but 
I've decided to be gayer than ever. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like seriously, yeah. absolutely, I am going out you of should. my way to walk yeah. with a mince and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just shove it in everyone's face. Yeah, well, exactly. Ju- you know, and, and it's at this point, what do we have to lose? It's yes. like at this point, wh- why why else are we here? Like other than just and yeah. we we can we can choose to cower in fear, and I, yeah, and or we can be out and proud and. And and like warriors, like furious, yeah, it's, fabulous I think that's warriors. The only the only choice, the cower yeah. and fear choice, is not valid. No, and I don't respect it. I did, I used mm-hmm. to be like, oh, I'm like now I'm like, no, there's no point anymore to doing that. And and you're giving power to the other side. Yep. By doing that. Well, I've also so. noticed all this um, <clears throat> these comments online, and I know that I shouldn't read comments, and I know that it's you know it doesn't you know, mm-hmm. it's not what everyone's thinking. But just like I literally somebody said, well, just don't be gay and this won't happen. And oh. I was like, can we make one thing perfectly clear? Do you know how long it's been since I've had sex? And that doesn't make me, and I'm not even being funny. That does not make me any less gay. Exactly. And if a guy has right. you know, sex with a man every day in prison for ten years, it doesn't necessarily make him gay. Right. These right. people can't right. even They don't fathom. understand the 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 levels of it. And when you when you boil it down just to to having sex. I was saying that the other day when we somebody asked me about people staying closeted and I was like, you know, it's it, it's a journey. It's so hard to come out and it's hard every day and no judgment of someone who's struggling with that, but when you don't come out and you are having sex with someone of the same sex, it is just about sex because you're not embracing the culture. You're not embracing all sides of it mm-hmm. and the people that you can be around and the voices. So it is and then it does become about like oh I you know I heard so and so is gay because they had sex with some like it's about right. the yeah. sex versus I heard they were gay because they were at a salon talking about you know and by salon I Kristen mean like Chenoweth. Uh, exactly you mean like a Dorothy Parker <laughs> I mean like salon. a Dorothy right. Parker type oh. salon you know like no one says that like they were you know they were you know yeah they were talking about Kristen Chenoweth you know but that's and that's so much what it's about as well so it's I guess like, you know, it's just comforting. I know. Be able to label everything. It is, but it you is. know, you can, you can die thing? a you can die a virgin, and it doesn't right. make you any less. First of all, I really believe that everybody. It's all shades of gray. That's yes, what people can't handle completely. That's it's why there's homophobia. It's all on a sliding spectrum, and that's why everyone's so fucking afraid. And it's exactly. in everyone. Exactly. First of all, we're all African, and we're all bisexual. Right. So right. You, everybody right. get the fuck over it. Can we say fuck? Yes. Can we say fuck? Yeah, absolutely. Get the fuck over it. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we have, like, cafe press uh, shirts made with that? We're I want to say we're, we're, we're all bisexual. bisexual. Get I, the fuck over it. I love your thought process, but I... The, the profit margin on Cafe Press is too low. Okay, well, where are we going to go? Let's brainstorm it. <laughs> Edie, how are you today? I'm pretty all right today. Um, are we going to be like, I'm fantastic? I've never been... <laughs> God, I'm great. I never think about these events in the world. <laughs> um, I'm good. It's, yeah, it's, for me, it's a uh, like a different version of what you're saying where... I'll go through my day, busy, 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 and then it's more like a gut punch. And I go, oh, fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Oh, God, fuck, the reality yeah, of that yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, like, sure. And then I go, 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 and then it's like, ah. I, I know, I know. It's that just the constant feel, feeling of, like, dread, and yeah. it just, it's just there. Yeah. 
Um, but well, the smallest things can bring you out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, first I of yeah. all, totally. I'm making the mistake of trolling the internet. I know. I do the same the thing. News, yep. And then there's a so point dark. where you're just like, for your own good, yeah. you yeah. have to step you away. You have to step away. And then I'm in my car, and I will get emotional. But like, you know, I'm listening to the '70s, you know, satellite radio mm-hmm. station, uh-huh. and some song will come on, and I'll just be like. Oh my God! This is just like the best of humanity. Mm-hmm. Just like it's you know a song by Chic. Yep. I'm just like yeah, I know, this is I know. a genius. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. So we need that. Immerse we need that. yourself in art and music. Absolutely, and and... absolutely. Yeah, I was just I was just saying that in my my um, rant that I was just recording. That's what we have to do. Keep you know keep making stuff. Keep supporting stuff and listening to. Mm-hmm. And it, experiencing things, yeah. It's so funny you say that about the 70s station on Sirius, because I have it in my car, too, and I also have Studio 54 radio, which is the greatest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, some song that you never think about will come on and you go, oh my God, this is joy mm-hmm. personified. This is everything. Mm-hmm. And it will instantly like lift you, and it's transcendent. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, if Sylvester can get through this moment, I can. <laughs> yeah, you and know, also it's the like, song... <laughs> works on so many levels because it's just such an amazing joyous celebratory non-judgmental mm-hmm. amazing piece of art mm-hmm. but not in such a you know over the top artsy fartsy way no, no, but also there's a layer of people of color yeah. and mm-hmm. gayness yeah. and mm-hmm. just yeah and I know. sexuality mm-hmm. and, all yeah. of it all the delicious things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I want to hear your. Um, I want to hear some deli- stories. All the, all the delicious, delicious things. things. All, the, all put, the morsels. The banquet all, table of delicious things like things races and sexuality. God, put them all together in a hot soup. That's a gift basket <laughs> I want to get. <laughs> well, I want to hear. I want to hear some stories. Who wants to go first? Sheesh! What do you think, Jackie? I will. Yeah, <laughs> the drag queen Leo <laughs> will go for it. No, I like we were discussing before they start. They hit record mm-hmm. that we each might have a few stories. That's great. You know. Well, I have a rather innocuous story of when I was a kid, but uh, it really, in a way, changed my life. I had a paper route in, uh-huh. um, in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh-huh. You know, hotter than hell, and you know. Because my dad was, first of all, amazing. My parents were amazing. My mom was, you know, born in Italy and raised in a convent slash orphanage. And my dad, you know, was grew up during the Depression in Yakima, Washington. But, you know, and they were their best friends were a gay couple in Scottsdale, Bob and Jim in the 60s and 70s. They were just I love that my parents were intelligent enough to accept the biological reality of gay people mm-hmm. you know yeah so uh, but my my dad if i ever went to him you know like i want this get a job go knock on doors mow the lawn like you know and at the time i was like you jerk or uh-huh. you know but now i'm so thrilled yes you know i've worked course. since i was 14 yeah. yeah so the point is i had a paper route one day i was just fed up it's like, I'm not doing this paper route. <laughs> I am not doing this paper route. <laughs> and I took all the newspapers, the Scottsdale Progress, and I threw them in a dumpster behind like the 7 <laughs> Eleven. Oh my God. And then I just wasted a little time. 
and then I and then I went home, and then the phone started ringing. Oh, and my mom is like, "Oh, it's so and so. You know, it's the Johnsons. They said they didn't get their paper." And I'm like, "Oh, really? That's weird." Oh my god! <laughs> so I had to get on my bike and go deliver that one paper. I got home, three more people called. I'm like, this is crazy. And listen, I lie for a living. Yeah. And it all started, you know, I'm a really good liar. Sometimes I do it just for no reason at all. Uh, yeah, know? why not? So I was like, I looked at my mom and I was like, oh my God. And she's like, what? I said, I think this kid at school who hates me, Ingmar. <laughs> Ingmar? That was really his name. In Scottsdale, Arizona? <laughs> Oh, yeah. You went to school with Bergman? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But anyway, I was like, I, I saw him sort of following me. I wonder if he was stealing the newspapers. Oh, my, and my mom, God. Blame the Swedish kid. Yes. My mom sort of gave me a look like, okay. So then I had to go deliver three more papers, got home. Guess what? More, more It was all night. Just oh, my God. Trickling. Oh my God. It was like, why didn't I just do the job right the first time uh -huh. and that's the lesson that i yes. learned did you it's have panic trip. through the day of course yeah because yeah, you're just like oh my god i and I, but i also love that you did the right thing you're like i i will go deliver those papers well, instead of like do? you know instead of just lying the well, whole time you have like, to, listen when you lie <laughs> i mean think of oj think of you know like you need to be indignant like oh, believe this <laughs> right exactly like, of course i will deliver that paper it wasn't anything i did it was ingmar, <laughs> ingmar. <laughs> poor ingmar no not so, poor ingmar he beat the shit out of oh, me oh wow really yeah, yeah. What, he, he yeah. was trying to beat me up every day that's why i just pulled oh, him out yeah. of thin air no, that's good. he was trying to beat me up and one day he finally like caught up with me and i i quickly took my shoes off and he's like come on we're gonna fight i'm like i can't fight he's like why i said i don't have my shoes on and he's what? like what i'm like i don't have my shoes on and everyone knows that if someone doesn't have their shoes on they can't fight what? well then put them on i was like mm, i don't feel like it <laughs> and it worked it that, worked that's crazy Moron. what an idiot i guess he's right <laughs> You, some, you tapped into some like Hans Christian Andersen bullshit with him. Yes. It's like, oh, those shoes are not on. It's not fighting season. Thank God this was pre-internet or he would have gone home and Googled it and the next day been like, that was bullshit. I know. I know. Oh, my, oh my God. God. It's so good. But you're right. You do the job right the first time. Get it done. It's easier to just do it. It takes more energy mm -hmm. to not do mm -hmm. the job. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And thank God, like, it is so great. There are things that, as a kid, that I hated my parents for. And I'm, like, so glad that they taught me <clears throat> manners and that they made me be, like, work really hard and say, mm -hmm. if you want this, you're going to have to work for it. You're going to have to study. You're going to have to... All the stuff you hate as a kid, but you look back and you're like, I'm so glad I did because I actually love what I do for a living and I love working and I mm -hmm. want to keep doing it forever. And it's it, I don't like being lazy and I don't like... Mm -mm. You know, and that comes from what I learned mm -hmm. as a kid. Yeah. Totally. It, yeah. It feels bad. It, it does feels feel bad. terrible and exhausting to not just right. like try your best. Right. And <laughs> if I have two days off in a row, I'm like, I got to get back to doing something. Mm -hmm. I like, I don't enjoy. And, and also, and I've had a lot of really bad day jobs and pretending to work is so much more exhausting yes. than actual work. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It really is. Well, it's like when you if you ever to do a thing where you have to just stand all day versus moving around, standing is so much more exhausting than moving around and like doing stuff because you're just like you know, you you can't put 
any of your energy anywhere, and yeah, mm -hmm. you have to, and yeah. Let's put it this way. I would much rather fall asleep out of exhaustion than boredom. Yes. Yes. I just nailed it. Yes. You really You did. win <laughs> podcastery. <laughs> just push stop on stop. the recording device. Stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> AIDS, what's going on? Uh, some story. Pressure. Mm. Well. Pressure's on, uh, baby. Like Jackie was saying, I have a few ideas, but I was like, well, why not? Well, let's just go for kind of an uncomfy one. Oh, yeah. Um, mine also is from when I was a kid. I don't know. Those seem to like. They really do boil up. Yeah. yeah make you a little more like, oh, like thinking about that you never told anyone something from when you were a kid is a little like, oh, kind of takes your breath away a little bit. Uh huh. <laughs> you know? Uh huh. Um, I'm trying to think what I can call this girl that's not her real name. Let's go, um, <laughs> Inga, um, uh, Cortez. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> So, um, anyway, in fifth grade. <laughs> For some reason, I have a complete mental image with Inga Cortez. I am immediately imagine what she looks like with that name. But anyway. Well, she was really, um, really cute and blonde. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, something was up. Super okay. troubled. Got it. Um, and she was in all the, in Texas, I think you had this, too. Um, we had that thing of, like. The um the gifted and talented uh -huh, program and uh -huh. you would go to like your English class with right. these certain people right 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 sure so she was in those classes with me mm -hmm. and um she was just an odd chick who sort of made everyone mad all the time and I was <laughs> I wasn't fucking cool uh, yeah. like there was a thing that would happen when so you know we used to watch film strips mm -hmm. every now and then and they'd wheel in the big machine yep. or whatever and. That sound, that noise, I remember, yeah. Yes. Did it have the beep? Uh-huh, we, we tell you to next... change the next to the next slide. So, um... And that horrible maroon color that just sort of clouded over everything. It was just oh horrible. Oh, my God, yeah. right. Yeah. I never think about that, but yeah. that's right. I just, that Presbyterian purple that, that went over everything. <laughs> I think that was blood in your eyes. <laughs> and who knows, by fifth grade, maybe we had a different type of device. Uh -huh. When I was really little, I know it was film strips, but... In my memory, it was still that, but I don't know. Something yeah. would get brought in on a cart. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the second the lights would go out, um, Inga would lift up her foot, sit on it, and like jack off on her own foot till she oh, came. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and like, there were like six of us, me and some other girls, who like had seen her do it. And were obsessed. And like, <laughs> there was an, an extra layer to like when the lights would go out for a film. Cause you're like, holy shit, here it goes. <laughs> oh my God, here it goes. And I always thought it was funny. And like, it honestly did like, it was this crazy mix of, um, it was so disgusting, but so interesting mm -hmm, also. Mm -hmm. I mean, total um, train wreck mentality like right. you I could not look away right. none of us could right <laughs> but what I never told them or anyone is like I like I don't even think they understood what she was doing uh -huh. until way well, later fifth grade you're like yeah well, wait did right. you I that's what I'm saying I knew exactly what she was doing <laughs> I had never done it like that but I had been like jacking it since probably I don't know six or seven. Oh wow oh <laughs> yes okay so I would watch this extra layer of like Whoa! 
like that, I know what's happening. Wow. And like to, to oh my god, <laughs> to watch her like come on her foot oh. and I'd be like, oh my god, I know what she's doing. I know, but oh none of the other god. girls like totally knew. Like they right. had figured out she was jacking it, but I don't think they knew the whole like process. I love that, was that you're happening. calling it jacking it with for a girl. I love you so much. <laughs> so good. Also, I mean, like I was such a late, I was such a late bloomer, and also I wasn't guys, everything. Like I didn't have sex till late. I didn't get my period till late. But I don't know why I discovered on some fucking pillow or something when I was. Well, it really feels young. it feels good yeah. from you know it's one of those things. But I just didn't really. So yeah, I guess I was I was young when I when. I started masturbating, but I didn't understand, like, and the idea of, like, coming, like, I was, I know. I was, like, 14 the first yeah. time I, I was really late. I think late. it is way and also, later guys, for boys. Boys are later, but, like, right. I just, when I think about someone in, I mean, fifth grade is, what, 11? Um, so, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, right. but wow. to be yeah, that course. advanced that, that like, advanced that it was you're a gonna... whole thing of, like, oh, my oh, God, it's I so I can't upsetting. wait for the lights to go out. So like, I can... yeah, she couldn't wait for the lights to go out, so she could, like... <laughs> not kidding like grip the desk on both sides and then that foot would come up and then we're all like basically like yes like almost like high-fiving <laughs> and my the game i was playing was like oh i'm just like you guys this is so weird and in my head i'm like oh fuck, i've done that not like that but uh -huh. i've done that that is amazing that's so great yeah wow yeah God bless her. Oh, I'm not going to say her, her real name, but God bless her. I hope she's doing awesome. Oh, my God. Exactly. And good for her for, like, figuring uh, it out. Yeah. And the There's biggest... some people who, you know, go their whole lives and can't, can't the, figure it out. The biggest drag was that once, and in the moment, I, like, got so much, like, horrible, um, titillating satisfaction under this. But there was one point, maybe this was sixth grade. I think it might have been. There was one point where... One the teacher walked over and said, What are you doing? And oh. in the moment it was so like oh, oh like it was like oh, watching wow. a, a super exciting TV show. But uh -huh. in retrospect, I'm like, oh my god, that was such a shitty thing to do to her. Right. For to the like, teacher yes, to like shame her in front of everyone. Like, what are you doing? Right. Because like, it's just Oh God, at least like wait till she's finished and then I tap know. her on the shoulder and go, I need to talk to you outside. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But that moment of just like you, yeah, it, it, and that stays with you forever. When you're when you're yeah, that man. young, those things it, like just make those impressions, and you're like, yeah. oh, this is my association with this always. Is that like somebody's gonna really disapprove of I me know. having oh. pleasure? I have to tell you that hearing that story, first of all, I, I am horrified. <laughs> yeah, I really am. Every aspect of the story is horrifying. It's, it's also just such a weird window of time. I don't know why. I can just imagine. I can almost imagine the smells in the classroom uh -huh, and the, uh -huh. all of that. Where Where did you grow up? Texas. Oh yeah, I grew up in Arizona. Mm -hmm. and I'm sure it's very similar. Mm -hmm. North Carolina. But yeah. it just brings back so many memories of like weird things happening mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yes. like yeah, just weirdness. And, totally. And just that. And and you just at that age, you're like, this is crazy. This is we, you know. But you just don't process how. No. weird it is at that age like no. you're still accepting it like yeah, it's totally. just like oh this is that thing that she does yeah, it's so we, gross we couldn't, we couldn't and you're like but what is this really about like right what's, what is really what's going, going on, on for this girl her? that she is like needs to do this because it's like in class this is in class 
Yeah. You it's know. also that that mm. simultaneous revulsion and fascination. Yes. Totally. Which, yes. you know, is the birth of reality TV. I know. Exactly. Totally. Exactly. And we want to and also we can look at that and go, well, yeah, I'm gross, but I'm not that gross. Or like right. I do this too, but I don't do it like that. Right. And that that thing in us that we go, oh, you know, this is the this is the cra- we can all collectively judge this person right. for doing that thing versus like Ugh. Yeah, and um, you know, I'm sitting there with these girls, thinking, you know, putting out the vibe of like, we're not as gross as that. Exactly, exactly. And, and then, but in my head, I'm going, I'm as gross as that for sure. Oh I am my exactly god. like her. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody does it. Everybody does True. it. But True. I, but yeah, you just wonder like what was going on there. Like you know, not to be like. I wonder what was happening at home. No, but like, it was. You ter- it must have like, been terrible at home. That's that's not, why I. I hope not, she's fine. I like not to be. I wonder what was happening at home. But I wonder what was <laughs> happening at home. No, but seriously, no. not long after that, did I go? Oh man, stuff must have been kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. you end up? Did you stay? Like, is this the person that you? new into high school and stuff she was there for a couple years and then they moved yeah because mm-hmm. i think that she probably would have been one of those girls in high school that you know i just remember this one girl in high school this isn't really a story it doesn't go anywhere but just because like she literally had huge tits mm-hmm. uh-huh. and yep. before yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. then all of a sudden she was just like she got that stamp of slut uh-huh. Uh-huh. right and then she you know it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy right. In a way. right 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 well and that's the thing too that like there's so much about like when, you know, it, it goes one of two ways for a lot of kids like that are sexualized earlier, whatever mm-hmm. that means for them, whether yeah. it's like a whether it's necessarily always a molestation. And I really don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm, I'll, I'll keep talking because I'm American. That's what we do. But it's like they go one of two ways. Like they either completely shut down mm-hmm. and they completely go, I, I'm not at all sexual. And they have walls up their whole sure. lives or they're overtly sexual and they're having right. sex with everybody. It's like that great Gregoraki movie, Mysterious Skin, mm-hmm. where it's like the two kids are molested and one of them is like, I was kidnapped by aliens, I was abducted by aliens and, and he's super odd and can't connect with anyone and then the other kid is like, I am a hardcore, like, hooker, you know, <clears throat> mess. And it's like, it just, it, it, it does a thing too. Yeah. You know? And also, just like our connection with sexuality and children like we just can't accept it right. even when kids are just exploring and they d- right. they haven't had anything happen to them right it's yeah. so which was we, me we which have I, so, I, yeah I exactly like figured out oh this is this cool. feels good and it's like this is fun and it's like but then there's that the shame attached where you're right. like there's something in you that's like i know i shouldn't be doing this right, right now okay here's some shame because this just reminded me okay this is horrible but the first time i ever really masturbated was to the TV movie A Case of Rape. I'm not kidding. I feel horrible because it was Elizabeth Montgomery in one of her gritty, you know. Yes. And I know it's horrible, but I remember, like, I don't... I used to watch TV with my mom constantly. Carol Burnett show, Mary Tyler Moore, you know, the Miss America pageant. And we'd be in, you know, my parents' king-size bed, and she'd be, you know... Chain smoking, filterless Pall Malls, and um, yes. it was like total. You know, I was like, you know, her little fag. You know, she was a fag hag. Oh yeah. You know, and yeah. anyway, I don't, I don't know why, but for some reason, I was watching it in their room, and my mom, no one was around, and 
It's so disturbing to admit that because, you know, it's about being raped. Right, right, right. But the guy was so hot, (laughs) which I know is completely politically incorrect. And I recently looked the actor up, you know, like Uh I Googled uh him and I was like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. And to talk about those conflicting, like... Sure. I I don't want to get raped. I don't want to get beat up. But it's just like, ooh. We also have... So many fantasies. I mean, that that we don't want reality. We right. don't want to really right. happen. No. Like we can we can fantasize about things and go, oh my god, that's so hot or that's so <laughs> great, and I and I and this is going to get me off in this moment. But if that even remotely oh, came god. true, oh, it would be god. like, oh my god, I would and be horrible. And as a little gay kid, I think there is a part of you that's like, you know, someone's making me do this. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Right. yeah, exactly. Like, you know, for sure, anyway. for sure. Everyone Google that. And um, <laughs> a case of rape. Yes, mm-hmm. they'll be like case dismissed. He's, he's <laughs> really hot. That's so interesting. I think that is like a almost a kid thing in general, not just um, if you're a gay kid, but there's something about, especially if you have, have grown up with any sort of like, yeah, shame around that stuff or like um, religion around that stuff mm-hmm. or there's something to like, well, someone's making me do it. I was talking to a friend of mine recently who used to have like, drawn out fantasies that he was abducted by aliens and forced to have sex with the girl he had a crush on in front of the aliens wow but they had to but uh-huh, it's like that's uh-huh. that's such an interesting that's kid so thing. crazy I'm like, I, I guess no. we have to do we this. have to do this thing because it also takes responsibility away from you you're not getting in trouble and desire like right. i don't really want to be doing this right. i'm being forced to do this right. thing we have to we do have it. to do it do you <laughs> have any crazy. like do you have any like qu- quick other things you want to you want to reveal but that was so good you guys are like i feel bad to... that i didn't I wasn't blessed with the Bowie gene. I've never been into oh my David God. Bowie. Oh my God. I can totally appreciate him. I get it. But it was just, I was into Kiss. I was into, you know, Led Zeppelin. I was into all these different, you know, and then, you know, New Wave. But I just was never, like, bonkers about Bowie. And everyone assumes. Of so course. when he died, I was and like. like, oh, I know. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I know that he was a big, you know, part of you. And it was like, not really. Well, you know, I have to admit on that, and it's the same thing. Or, like, I recognize the genius, but I'm the same way with Prince. Like, I, for me, I was like, I recognize the genius that's here. The music is incredible. There's no one like him. But I never had that thing for Prince. And so when he died, everyone was like, you know, I, w- I remember I was wearing well, purple. I did. That day. And did. you did. I know. It's the I other thing. But I'm like, right I know. But I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I love Bowie. I'm like, Bowie was like really <laughs> like too. crazy. But it's a thing where you just like who you like and people yeah. assume like, oh, you must. Because the day I was wearing purple and someone's like, mm, I know why you're wearing purple. Cause of... And I'm like, yeah. oh, right. I didn't even think about it. I mean, obviously there are so many other people out there that I dislike way more than Prince, but I just never, it just never took. To well, me. it's it's a moment in time. It either, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, especially at a certain age, you know, yeah. it either clicks mm-hmm. or it doesn't. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it, <clears throat> I think some of that stuff too, you like, I came to Bowie way later, as in like, probably just 10 years ago, through the Ziggy Stardust stuff and through the like, sort of androgynous, mm-hmm. like, there was something about all that that I was like, ooh, I dig this. Mm-hmm. And then I discovered, like, how awesome. That was a really <laughs> good noise. It was a good noise. <laughs> sorry. Literally, while you're talking, bile was boiling up in Jackie's throat. <laughs> like, something <"Bow."> happened. <laughs> Jackie's like, <"Ugh>, boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's it's a weird thing where I feel and this is going to sound so judgmental and, you know, can you imagine judgmental from me? But like there's a weird inauthentic, inauthenticity. Is that a word? Yeah. In, inauthenticness. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that I, I pick up on and then it's hard for me to shake. And then all of a sudden somebody like I hated Lady Gaga for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And a big part of it is because I think she is supremely talented and an Supre- amazing singer. Incredibly talented. She's yes. a great writer. And then she does a song like saying. Judas. And it's like, that's trash. Stupid. It's so stupid. It's all this empty, you know, Catholicism. It's just so Madonna 101. Right. Anyway, but then like all of a sudden I'll just all of a sudden I'll get it. I'll be like, right. okay, I see. Right. Like she's actually, but it, and know, so and, I, I feel like even with Bowie, like the yeah, the, but that's the thing. Like we, our response to art is is only right for us because it's like authenticity is what it is. Like if you believe, if you go there with somebody and you say I'm there with you, you that they're right for you. And if they're not right for you, if you don't believe it. It's for me with with acting. I'm like, there's certain actors. I'm like, I don't ever believe you. And other people love them. And some of those actors (laughs) have Oscars. And it's like, I'm not right for the world. I, you know, good for them. That's what they do. But it doesn't land for me. And there's certain things that I I look at and I go, I can't feel it. And the weird thing, though, is that some, I mean, nobody loves artifice and like phoniness and but that's its own kind of authenticity, right? But it has to be smart. But that's its. But I think that's its own kind of authenticity. I mean, I think I I totally agree with what you're saying. But I also think it's like that's you know, like the the greatest form of of camp and drag that come from an honest place. Mm -hmm. That's just the same as somebody being earnest and you know, if it comes from the truth, it's the truth. Huge fan of camp and one of my completely my little quotes is have the courage to be camp mm-hmm. because yeah. i just think it's it it's wonderful it is it wonderful is. and i think that that's that's such a choice that's different than um that fakey thing you might have felt from judas which feels like somewhat slapdash like i'm doing this it also feels different. like here's a message that I want to shove down your throat. And this is what I want you to feel sure. versus this is what my truth yeah. is. Right. And, and, so I'll let, and I'll leave it up to you to feel. I'll leave it up to you, the viewer, to feel what you feel. That to me yeah. is what authentic art does is like I'm just expressing because I, it, this has to come out of me mm-hmm. versus, oh, you know what's popular right now? Um, you know, I need to make a right. song about that. Right. I'm following a trend. This is hashtagging heavily, so I'm going to make that. And that's mm-hmm. always the thing you look at and you go, oh, you did that with a, with an agenda versus yeah. a personal. And then the music video is so, like, it's always trying too hard. Right. And it's like it only works for people who haven't seen right. anything. Right. Like, right. Oh, right. this is so crazy. And like, she's really, um, this is, must be a message about, Yeah, it's like, no, this is just literally, you know, uh, I don't even know what I'm saying. i'm blind with rage blind with rage well on that we um we have to end and i want to thank i mean we have to end it's crazy press Press stop stop. (laughs) (laughs) delete your account delete Um, I want to thank my guests, Jackie Beat and Edie Patterson, so much for being on here today. Thanks for coming today, you guys. Thanks for having us. And thanks for listening to Minor Revelations. Have a great week. (laughs) 